Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken, disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. On today's episode, we're going to explore the amazing world of the immune system. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. Its job as we know it is to protect us from foreign invaders. It's like the police department for the body, making decisions about what to let in and what to keep out. The foreign invaders are called antigens. Antigens include things like bacteria, viruses, fungus, yeast, molds, food particles, dirt, parasites, and environmental toxins. In the current state of the world, the immune system has become a major focus and the medical orientation and approach only addresses one part of the immune system, as I will explain. As we go through this, you're going to understand more and you'll be able to offer more to your patients and clients so they get real results. The first line of defense against pathogens is what we call the innate or nonspecific immune response. It responds immediately upon exposure, and it treats all pathogens the same. Consists of physical, chemical, and cellular defenses against them. The main purpose of the innate immune response is to respond immediately to prevent the pathogens from spreading throughout the body. The second line of defense against pathogens is called the adaptive immune response. The adaptive immune response is specific to the pathogen presented. But in order for pathogens to be presented to the adaptive immune system, which makes the antibodies, the innate immune system must be functioning properly. So the first line of defense of the innate immune system are the barriers. Just as in the outside world, it's better to keep the invaders out than to fight them once they get in. The barriers are the skin, the mucous membranes, the intestinal lining, the lungs, and the blood-brain barrier. In general, vitamin A is important for protecting these barriers. If an invader makes it past the barriers, the second line of defense comes into play. This includes inflammatory cells, components of the complement system, which are activated to bring blood to the area 
and create a hostile environment. It also includes macrophages, a type of white blood cell that engulf the invader, and then T cells that destroy the invader. Macrophages and another of the innate immune system components called dendritic cells are called antigen-presenting cells. What this means is they introduce the antigen to the adaptive immune system with the intention of creating an antibody-specific response to that pathogen, then remembering it for later. While the innate immune response is immediate, the adaptive immune response is not. The effect of the adaptive immune response lasts a lot longer, possibly for life, and is highly specific and sustained long-term by what's known as memory T-cells. When Western medicine talks about supporting the immune system, most of the focus is on the adaptive immune system and the development of vaccines specific to each organism that's identified. They rarely, if ever, address the innate immune system. This is a big mistake, as in order for the adaptive immune system to work, the innate immune system must be capable of presenting the antigen to it, which requires a complex web of nutrients. So let's look at how the immune system works, then how you can help your patients to support the innate immune system nutritionally. In another episode, we'll discuss using herbs to support immune function. Dendritic cells, which function as antigen-presenting cells, have long projectile arms and finger-like projections that can engulf pathogens. They don't have the ability to kill like cytotoxic T-cells do, but they can stun the invader by means of an enzyme called lysozyme, a small enzyme that attacks the protective cell walls of bacteria and other pathogens. Dendritic cells are the main antigen-presenting cells, and they carry pathogens and present them to the B lymphocyte cells, which in effect take a picture of them for future reference and recognition. Dendritic cells are located in the skin, the sinuses, the lungs, the stomach, the intestines. They're there to protect, so they exist throughout the body. There are three main types of T cells, the helper T cells, the cytotoxic T-cells, also called the killer T-cells, and the suppressor T-cells. T-cells became known by the public with the advent of the AIDS epidemic. The cytotoxic T-cells secrete chemicals called perforins that make a hole in the invader's cell membrane so it's easier to kill them. The suppressor T-cells slow things down a bit and prevent the killer T-cells from overdoing it and harming the body. When the suppressor T-cells can't slow down the killer T-cells, there can be innocent bystander damage to the body and autoimmune processes can develop. The helper T-cells stimulate the growth of the killer and the suppressor cells. They help stimulate the growth of B-cells as well, which memorize the invader for the adaptive immune system response that will occur later. They also activate macrophages and regulate the production of types of cytokines called lymphokines. Cytokines became a household word with the advent of COVID. There are several types of T helper cells. Th1 stimulate responses that kill the bacteria on the spot. Th2 stimulates the production of antibodies to basically memorize them and kill them later. 
the T cells are mobilized when there's a cell like a dendritic cell or a B cell that has digested an antigen and is displaying that fragment bound to what's called an MHC, a histocompatibility marker on the cell. All cells have them. T cells are mobilized because there's been an invader. Cytokines help the T cell to mature, and when it matures, their receptors activate other cytokines. In summary, here's an overview of how protection against pathogens occurs. There's an antigen in the form of a microbe. That gets into the system either by failure of one or more of the immune barriers or by activation of the IgA system in the mucous membrane. This triggers inflammatory cells called cytokines. The antigen is then engulfed by either a macrophage or a dendritic cell. They can't kill the invader. They can only stun them with lysozyme enzymes. So they present them to others. The combination of the macrophage or the dendritic cell with the antigen is called an antigen-presenting cell. The antigen is then presented to the T cells for immediate killing and to the B cells to make antibodies to be remembered for a subsequent invasion. These summon the rest of the immune system to help out via antennas on the antigen-presenting cells. The antennas are vitamin D receptors. The cytokines help the T cells to mature, and the T cells help to produce more cytokines, which then help to grow and mature more T cells. They're working together. T helper type 1 will help stimulate the production of natural killer cells and cytotoxic T cells that swarm and destroy the invader. The result is a cell-mediated immune response. T helper type 2s alert the B cells to make antibodies to memorize the intruder to catch it quicker next time. T regulatory cells make sure there's enough protection and a balance between the T helpers and the suppressors. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen this way. And people who have altered immunity may not have the mechanisms in place to calm down the immune system. Thus, the attack can keep going on for a really long time. You'll see that in people who have had an injury or an infection that doesn't heal, even after a long time has passed since the original issue. This could be related to a failure of the T suppressor cells to effectively turn down the heat. In summary, the process starts with an invader, either a virus, bacteria, fungus, or yeast. The macrophage engulfs it and then puts up the antenna. The macrophage signals the T cells, the T helper cells activate the cytotoxic cells and also activate the memory cells. The B cells form plasma cells, which then make antibodies, which bind to the antigen. The antibodies attached to the invader signal their destruction by the cytotoxic T cells. It should be clear by now why just focusing on the adaptive immune system via vaccines is not the most effective approach to handling outbreaks of infectious diseases. The innate immune system must be working properly in order for the adaptive one to kick in. Antigen-presenting cells must work in order for the adaptive system to kick in and offer protection via antibodies. There are so many things can support a healthy first line of defense in the innate immune system. Addressing nutrition is critical. If there are nutrient deficiencies, especially of vitamin D, 
the antigen-presenting cells won't work because the antenna that they use for signaling are vitamin D dependent. Since vaccines are intended to mimic the way the immune system works in the presence of a microbe, a healthy innate immune system is important for them to work properly. We need antigen-presenting cells to work in order for an antibody reaction to occur and protect against future exposure. This process works effectively as long as the nutrition is in place to support it. So let's talk about some of the nutrition. This is where you can make a difference in the world of your patients and clients. There are a number of nutrients needed to support the immune system process. We've already mentioned vitamin D, but also essential fatty acids, vitamin A, vitamin C, and zinc are among the most important nutrients for proper immune function. Vitamin D, as we said, is important for the macrophage to present the antigen to the cytotoxic T cells and also for proper functioning of the adaptive immune system via the memory cells. The sun stimulates the UV receptors to take vitamin D in the sun, goes into circulation as 25-hydroxyvitamin D3, then goes to the liver and the kidneys and gets activated to 125-hydroxy D3, then activates bone, immune cells, and intestinal cells. There are vitamin D receptors on both the B cells and the T cells. Some of these can actually convert the 25-hydroxy into the active form, 125-hydroxy, as calcitriol as it's needed. The phagocytes can communicate with the T and B cells through calcitriol, the activated form of D. Calcitriol then blocks the triggering and arming of T cells that favor autoimmunity. Vitamin D is so super important for keeping in balance the immune system, especially for someone with an autoimmune condition, but also as a part of the first line of defense in infectious disease. Adequate levels of vitamin D are important for keeping the T cells from attacking body tissues and keeping the B cells from overproducing the chemicals that destroy native tissue. This is a really crucial piece for you to be teaching your patients. Some other things that vitamin D modulates are the activity of phagocytes, the production of cytokines, the production of lymphocytes, the number of cell adhesion molecules in the monocytes, and the ability to attach to the cells. Vitamin D is a critical nutrient for a healthy immune system. Fatty acids are involved in the mast cell membrane, which is stimulated by histamines. The arachidonic acid cascade produces leukotrienes and thromboxanes, chemotoxic agents that kill off the presenting antigen. Fatty acids are super important in this inflammatory cascade. Without sufficient and the right balance of fatty acids and the nutrients that support their elongation and differentiation into prostaglandins, this cascade runs amok and inflammation can get out of control. So working with your clients to have the right balance of omega-3 and omega-6 fats is critical. Working with your patients and clients to eliminate the hydrogenated fats, the oxidized fats, and the free radicals caused by them is critical for a proper function of the immune system. Vitamin C is another nutrient that's super important for the immune system because it helps to activate antimicrobial and natural T cell activities and lymphocyte proliferation. Vitamin C is embedded in the lymphocytes and is displaced by glucose whenever the blood sugar goes above 120. 
In fact, white blood cells have up to 80 times higher vitamin C levels than does the plasma. So it's super important not to just recommend adequate vitamin C intake via food and also supplements, but to encourage your patients to eliminate sugar. Chemotaxis is the attracting of dendritic cells or macrophages to the area where there's a problem. It's also involved in delayed hypersensitivity. It creates a redox, oxidation reduction activity, and the integrity in the cells that protect them against the reactive oxygen generated during the respiratory burst and inflammation response. Vitamin C stimulates neutrophil migration to the site of infection, enhances the phagocytosis, the engulfing, and the oxidant generation, and microbial killing. At the same time, it can protect the host tissue from excessive damage by enhancing neutrophil apoptosis, the bursting of those neutrophils and clearance by macrophages, and thus decreasing neutrophil necrosis. These white cells produce antibodies as part of the antibody-mediated immune system. These antibodies are formed in response to the initial introduction of the invading pathogen or antigen. Some other ways that vitamin C modulates immune function are it supports the production of interferon, which are important for protection against viruses. They facilitate the ability of cells to initiate protective cellular defenses. Vitamin C enhances cytokine production by white blood cells. It also inhibits the apoptosis of various types of T lymphocytes, it's programmed cell death. Vitamin C also enhances the production of T lymphocytes and increases the production of B lymphocytes, the cells that produce the antibodies. Vitamin C inhibits the production of a chemical called neuraminidase, an enzyme that keeps viruses and bacteria from being trapped in mucus. It's kind of a defense that the the viruses, the bacteria, the other microbes have against our mucus surrounding them. Vitamin C inhibits that. Vitamin C supports the activity of natural killer cells and the localized production or interaction with hydrogen peroxide, which can kill microorganisms and dissolve those protective granules that certain bacteria and other microbes have. Vitamin C also enhances the mucolytic effect, the breakdown of mucus. Vitamin A is important for the formation of the epithelial cells in the mucous membrane tissue and the immunoglobin A that protects mucous membranes. It plays a critical role in the regulation of the differentiation, maturation, and function of cells of the innate immune system, including the killer T cells. Vitamin A plays an important role in the formation of the dendritic cells, which are one of the antigen-presenting cell types and the maturation of T cells. And it's also involved in maintaining both the stability of T regulatory cells and their immunoregulatory function. Vitamin A is involved in the synthesis of immunoglobins, not just vitamin A, but in the regulation of IgE as well. And it has an important influence on humoral immunity. So you can see vitamin A, D, and C are super, super important for immune function. And the sad part is they're not being addressed by mainstream Western medicine when we have outbreaks of infectious disease. We're not addressing that innate immune system. Let's finish with the last of the nutrients we're going to talk about today that's critical for proper immune system function. That's zinc, the mineral zinc. 
According to the Annals of Nutrition and Metabolism, zinc under nutrition or deficiency is shown to impair cellular mediators of innate immune system, such as phagocytosis, natural killer cell activity, and oxidative burst. NF-kappa-B lures zinc into the immune system. Once inside the cells, zinc puts on the brakes on further activity, so it slows down autoimmune response and limits the amount of inflammation. That sounds pretty important, doesn't it? Deficiency of zinc has been associated with low white blood cells, which decreases the ability of the body to fight infection, decreased ratios of T cells, the helper cells to cytotoxic, decreased natural killer cell activity, and increased monocyte cytotoxicity. These are super important for the balance of the immune system. In general, cellular function, such as intracellular killing of harmful pathogens, cytokine production, as well as reactive oxygen species production, are dependent on zinc and impaired when zinc is deficient. Zinc deficiency also adversely affects the maturation and function of T and B cells. For T cells, a disturbed ratio of Th1 and Th2 favors Th2-driven allergic reactions and is a well-known consequence of zinc deficiency. It also results in decreased natural killer cell function. So as you can see, nutrition is super important for the immune system. We need a healthy innate immune response as well as an adaptive immune response. The failure of medicine, Western medicine, to address the innate immune system puts people at risk and asks them to rely on the use of vaccinations and and medications when they really can be taught how to eat right and how to supplement their critical nutrition. So thank you for joining us for this episode of reInvent Healthcare. I invite you to take action to support your clients and patients in assuring that the key nutrients that support healthy immune function are adequate in the diet and using supplementation when needed. While supplements can't replace a healthy diet, they can be critically important when exposure to pathogens is inevitable. Be sure you run vitamin D tests and optimize the intake. Assure that vitamin C is not displaced from lymphocytes by suggesting that your clients and patients get off of all the sugar and teach them how to test their blood sugar, keep their blood sugar below 120, even after meals. When they're at risk of exposure to pathogens, suggest supplementation prophylactically with vitamins A, C, D, and also zinc. You can create a handout that you can provide with supplementation suggestions. Check out the free immune modulation strategies guide I created for suggestions and how to do this. The more you master the art of using functional nutrition to balance hormones and body functions, the greater success you're going to have with empowering your clients to achieve their health and wellness goals. Having a healthy immune system is a big part of that. That's what we're here for, isn't it? To help people to achieve their best life, to get to the root cause of their illnesses, and to help them to reduce the risk of infectious disease autoimmune disease, and other problems of a disrupted immune system. When you can master these skills, it will lead you to have a fulfilling and thriving practice where you feel great at the end of the day.
because you're changing lives for the better. So remember to download our free immune modulation strategies guide to access charts and resources to support you in empowering your patients and clients to create a healthy and happy immune system. You can find those at www.reinventhealthcare.com forward slash immune. And check out the resources we've provided on the show notes page. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.